Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. What do you think about that, Cage? Are they drafting off us? Am I live for real? Why, why is this like yeah, recording? Dave gets worried when I start finish our conversation from before and hit live. Uh, so with that, we want to welcome you guys back <laughs> to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. And I like doing that, Cage. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, well, I think listen, it's the curiosity of our listeners. I have no control over it. So what's funny is, guys, just to give you a guy behind the scenes here as we get into episode 301, you know, we switched over to StreamYard. Uh, for you know better audio, better you know better recording capabilities and whatnot. But Andrew, he is literally the wizard. Like my little video we posted today. Thank you to production team on that one. I got Gingy Man for come up with Cage releasing tomorrow. Check out that video; it's a lot of fun. Um, but you know, he really is the wizard. He's controlling all the stuff. So you know, we come on and we get to bullshit a little bit for a minute or two before we hit record. I never know when we're starting until I see this little hey live red thing pop up in the top corner, and I'm like, are we are we recording? So if you ever hear like the the thing start with me laughing or me crying or me calling Andrew a name or him you know making noises or whatever it is going on, it's because he just he has control over when this starts. And I'm uh, sometimes I'm like. Wait, wait, you want me to answer what <laughs> right now? Like, this is the episode, man. So anyway. It's, it's a big sorry. day for Cage. It's a big day for Cage. Oh, so yesterday he lost 5.8 pounds, which is huge in a week. Not, yeah, not in a day, in a week, in a week, in a week. I said in a week. week. I said a week. Yeah. We're on, we're on record. <laughs> uh, but today is Cage's baby girl's birthday. So oh. uh, happy birthday on behalf of entire Luca Nation. We love you. We love your extended family. We love your family. For, so we feel like your yep. extended family. May the 4th uh, be with you is a big day in our house and big, big this year because next year, teenager. So we're getting into some real problem years. <laughs> we're getting into some real troubled waters. <laughs> so today's our Star Stock episode. And something I've seen, Cage, and we'll get into the data in just a second. People are so there's way more transactions on the platform, specifically for graded cards. So, Luca Nation, if you, you know, kind of thinking, where do I sell my cards? Uh, you know, we've given you consignment ish, consignment places, but something to take a look at is send them into Starstock. Uh, quick, quick sales, more liquidity, more people buying. Uh, and from a buyer standpoint, okay, I don't know if you saw it. People are accepting offers that are below eBay comps. Like I saw an Acuna PSA 10 sell for 206. Uh, and I think that's because it's kind of mutually beneficial. People save on taxes and shipping. There's no headache. And people get those $206 in their account basically instantly, and then they could go and transact again. So we'll get into the data. Uh, I got a yeah, return before, back. Yeah, before, I'm before, you jump into, before you jump into the data, really, the, 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 uh, to the point you're making, yeah, make offers. We've been saying make offers for a while because people have cards in StarStock. They might want to move. This is the time for it, right? And you'll see Sam's analysis. Andrew will bring that up. But you'll see a lot of prices on guys coming down for no reason, like like Markel Fultz is somebody that he pointed out, right? And he's been injured the whole year. And his cards have been flat the whole year, and now they're down 50% week over week. Why? Markel Fultz didn't re-injure himself. You know, he didn't do anything on the court to make his prices go down. No, what, what happened there is people who have their money in the star stock in basketball cards are now looking to maybe move them over to football cards in advance. Or maybe baseball cards as the baseball season is going. Markel Fultz is not where they want to keep their money for the next couple of months while he's not going to be active at all. Same thing applies with your other cards. Like 
check out the price on Luca Prism PSA 10. They've sold for less than they've sold anywhere on eBay. So, so there are definitely bargains to be had here as people try to you know maneuver their their portfolios around. So it's a great especially piece of advice, of down, especially in kind of a down market. Yep, it's a. I mean, it's a great piece of advice, guys. It gets lost in the shuffle because we got a lot of data here. You know, who's hot, who's not. You know, what the brands are, who's selling it. But yeah, people are. You know, Star Stock's a new thing, right? People are still, you know, figuring out how to use it, figuring out what to do with their portfolios. And I've done it myself. I've taken ten cent offers on cards just because. Hey, I'd rather have ten cents fifty times over and move that into a five dollar card. So, so make offers. People accept them. There's also kind of cool cards. So like before we get into the data, I mean, they've, there's a Larry Bird Magic Johnson card graded in a PSA 7. They have a PSA 7 and a PSA 9 in the vault. It's cool. You have the offer functionality, right? You could have an offer out there and you could even think of it like this, right? Let's say you have a bit of a bankroll. Well, shoot an offer that's maybe 40, 50% of the comps. And if someone needs to liquidate quick and they want to hit yes on, and accept that offer, there's some deals to be had. So uh, I've been watching not just, you know, the base cards that, you know, kind of are everywhere. I've been watching the star stock vault to see what kind of, you know, vintage or, you know, the Kobe's, the nineties cards have been pouring in to see, can I snag some deals at, you know, 60, 70% of the value. And I think they're out there. Cage, which way you, which direction you want to talk baseball? You want to talk football? You want to talk basketball? What, what, what are you feeling? What's what are you feeling today? There's a lot of data this month. I mean, you know, baseball and basketball, what's funny about it is, um, you know, sales breakdown. Baseball and basketball both went down week over week, slightly. The only sport that moved up is football. So before we get crazy on that, and also these are negligible moves, right? We're talking about a 3% increase in, in football mm -hmm. and a 3% decrease in baseball, which is the first time we've seen that in about a month and a half. Uh, you know, baseball hasn't climbed. It's it, it's an important little data point because you're not going to get anywhere else. You're getting this only from Starstock and us delivering this data to you. It shows you that the cycles are changing. People are buying football now so early. And I think part of it is because the draft was last week. So you saw people you know, paying attention to football, and that's why football increased a little bit. Um, I'm curious to see the next week when we present this, whether football continues to climb. And now we're just starting this, you know, the football offseason buying is starting earlier and earlier. Here we are. This was the last week of April, and now it's the first week of May. People are going to start to buy football cards when baseball is a month into the season. It's pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, ba basketball is slightly down. But I think, you know, basketball will start, to, will start to move up also because, you know, the playoffs are going to start, right? I think the play-ins start on the 18th of May. So, you know, mm -hmm. that whole that whole doldrum of, of basketball, people are going to start to pay attention to basketball again. And I think, you know, it's funny. You've said Star Stock all along is going to be a great place to do, like, your daily fantasy baseball plays where day games, mm -hmm. games, in and out. I think the same thing's going to apply to basketball during the playoffs. As people have a hot mm -hmm. game, somebody scores 20 out of nowhere on the bench and he was, you know, rookie – um, you know, somebody messaged me today um, about one of your players, like Terrence Mann. I'm stocking up on Terrence Mann cards because people forgot about him after his couple of big games. But I think he's going to have a big game, you know, coming down the stretch. I'm like, okay, cool, you know. Clippers are interesting because no one's been really talking about them. And I would kind of argue they're the best team in the West. I, I, I would say them in Denver neck and neck. So that, that, that's really interesting. I want to ask you, I wanted to – LeBron. Yep. You know – have we kind of seen a market? I mean, how do I word this? So we saw that his cards corrected quite a bit, right? And that's that happened across the board, but this was interesting because he's a GOAT. He's super accomplished. 
are we a little bit annoyed of him as a fan base of all his nonsense, <laughs> of all his hypocrisy? And at the same time, the Lakers look putrid. They look they look like a dumpster fire. It, it looks like they have no direction. Didn't they, they, they just beat Didn't they just beat the top seed? Yeah, but did you watch the game? Yes, I did. I okay. did. They, they, they squeaked out that win, and they did, basically left their entire effort out there. And Anthony Davis looks like he's playing on one leg. LeBron, I, I just I'm really interested in this team because they're boomer bust. I think they could get knocked out pretty quick if they. So keep a couple things, right? A couple things. It's still weird season wise. You know, they can't use the COVID excuse because last year they they played through COVID bubble unit mean, and they got a championship, so they can't by the same token say that they're now crappy because of it. But if you watch Boston. It took some of those guys a while to get back from and get healthy, right? So, so I heard today Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder, is out 10 to 14 days for COVID. Um, right. uh, LeBron came out, and, you know, listen, it's easy to make excuses after the fact, but LeBron came out today and said his ankle is – he's got ankle issues right now. I knew uh, he was going to say that. I didn't see that. I knew, he, I knew that was coming. Yep. And that he's got – you know, he's not a, full, not a full strength and the whole deal. I'm oh, surprised okay. he came back at all. Um, you know, I guess they, they had to to kind of get their flow going. Davis does not look like he's in full strength. And, you know, it's, it's weird when uh, the best passes on your team and the most quality minutes are being put in by the 11th man off your bench, Mr. Gasol. You know, they have 11 guys, and he's the 11th guy to come in the game, and he's the one who looks the best on your team. Um, you know, is it time to buy some bargain rate Kyle Kuzma cards, as uh, as as Sam is suggesting in, in his piece that comes later? Did he suggest uh, that? I would yeah, stay. No. I'm staying far away from this Lakers team. Not only do they look banged up, they, it doesn't look like the vibe is right. Yeah, he, but Kuzma's cards have just tanked, right? So I think, he, you know, it was more of his stuff as, you know, Donovan Mitchell was one of his guys he talked about, you know, Michael Porter Jr., um, you know, uh, you talk about Kuzma, just, uh, you know, the Markel Foles that I mentioned, just guys who just, you know, they, they were like this, and then just, you know, the, the price just kind of fell off a cliff on a lot of these guys. Um, but, yeah, man, the Lakers, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not – you're not going to goad me into messing with the GOAT, LeBron, because, you know, people just come after me. They just come after me if I say anything bad about LeBron. So I just – I won't do it. Um, but, I mean, Michael Porter Jr., I can say whatever I want about I guess. But, but LeBron – no, no, do it. If he's not healthy, he's not healthy. But, you know, you made a great point about the Clippers. And it's what I've been saying in the weeks leading up to this. And it's just, I don't care that the Nuggets are on the top. I don't care that the Suns are on the top. I don't care that the Jazz are on the top. Those guys have got to show me something. they got to show me they can win a series or two before I'm saying they come out of the West. You know, so that's, I like the Clippers. Normally, I'd say it's the Lakers. But I love, are we getting annoyed of LeBron? I love when he comes out and says stuff like, you know, the, uh, who created this crappy play-in thing, right? Didn't he, Look, like, he, said, oh, he said the guy who created this needs to be fired. And it's like, first off, like, why would you speak about someone like that? They got a job. Like, they, they didn't do this to piss you off. Like, they just want to create it. Um, and, and second, they you just complimented it six months ago. Yeah, Woj just came out and said LeBron expected to miss today uh, games on Thursday, Friday, the rest of the week, basically, because of ankle issues. So, yeah, I mean, listen, that that's – it's it's one of those things, right, where when it works for you and it's in your favor, that's great. When it's not working for you, it sucks. So, I mean, the bubble, what team got a better, you know, there were plenty of teams that didn't love the bubble last year, and yet LeBron's team came out of that bubble and won the championship. And, you know, he he's not going to put an asterisk on his ring. He's not going to say this championship didn't count because some fool created this bubble scenario. There are plenty of people who didn't like the bubble, but now he's complaining. I think he's not going to play in the playoffs. I think it's going to be interesting – you might not see LeBron play again this season. 
because he, he, I think when he knows he's defeated, he doesn't want that asterisk of he lost in okay. the first round or whatever. So I said this during our like Deshaun Watson episode a couple weeks ago, the same thing. I didn't think he'd come back at all, and I didn't think he'd win. I, I even made a, a real hot take that said I think he'd rather lose before he got to the finals than get to the finals and be four and seven in yep. the finals because that's just – he doesn't want to answer. He'd rather just not even get there. He'd rather just, oh, well, you know, remember two years ago with the Lakers, we were terrible. You know, it's either all or nothing, which, I mean, come on. It's, you know, like I said, it's a hot take. But, I mean, he's out again. Came back. He's out again. The reason I bring this up, just to bring this full circle, this isn't another, like, riff on LeBron because people are genuinely looking at buying LeBron cards before the playoffs, right? And we've talked about it a little bit, and we have a little bit more, I guess, information from what we've seen. Uh, and I'm just – it's a huge gamble. I, I think I'll, I'll tee it up. I'll say it like that. It's a huge gamble to be buying LeBron cards right now, in my opinion. So, short I mean, term. It's, short it is term. A, it's a tempered gamble because he's still a GOAT. It doesn't matter if he plays or not. Those cards are still blue-chip assets, and they've been beaten up. But you're right. They hit a bottom, it looks like, and they started to swing their way back up in anticipation of maybe them coming into the playoffs, him having a playoff run, and possibly winning a championship. That slight up might start ticking down in the offseason if he's, you know, doesn't come back, if they don't make the playoffs, if, they, if he doesn't play in the playoffs, if they have an early exit, those kind of things. You know, you might see. So it, it might be a tough time to buy now. But I don't know, risk-reward there. You know, what if, what if he does come back and they win a championship? Correct. So it's a gamble. Let's keep rocking. R.J. Barrett, John Morant. Who would you rather have on your team? Who's a better investment? Oh, man. I'm, I know you're going to go Barrett. I know there's a lot of people going to go Barrett. It is close. It's a lot closer than, than anybody would have thought it was going to be coming into this year, right? And I got to tell you, you know, I'm in New York. And I remember when that draft happened and, you know, the Knicks, everybody was hoping they were getting Zion. But when they fell to three, all of the pundits were like, that's still okay. It's a three-player draft. You don't want to be at four. But there's three guys that are head and shoulders better than everybody else, and it was obviously the, the ones that went top three. But if you watched Morant last year, and you know Zion got hurt, Ja played at an insane level, and um, you know RJ was kind of lost. And you know, you I, I've made com my comments about RJ. You know, he just looks kind of like you know a little quiet. The game coming to him kind of deal. Um, I gotta tell you. This is a lot closer, and I know where you're going to go. But I'm still going to go Ja as a long-term hold, and here's why. Even with the great year that RJ's had, I know he's young. I know he's probably going to improve. I know the team is probably really, really good and going to get better, and et cetera. I don't see RJ as a number one. I just don't. And he may grow into that, and I may be eating these words. I just haven't seen that yet. You know what I mean? Like I see him much happier standing at the three-point line or on the other side, while Randall creates, while Rand, while they run the offense through Randall, and Randall's a great player. Nobody gave him any credit either. But I just see, uh, you know, R.J. Barrett as kind of like that that Pippen, which by the way wasn't the top fifty players of all time. I, I use that as my thing. But Pippen to Jordan, I just see him as one B type player on a team. Whereas Ja, I see him as the one A. I see him as you know the ability to be the dominant player, flashy, explosive. In addition to you know quality player having those highlight reels that beat that make him relevant from an investment standpoint, you see those you know those those clip worthy moments where I don't I don't remember seeing a cool dunk out of RJ like RJ's game is quiet man like he reminds me of somebody who it's perfect for my cardboard relevant segment who's gonna be good he's gonna be real good he's gonna grow into becoming a very good NBA player 
but may not be as cardboard relevant as somebody like Jock can be. I've watched a lot of Jock. I wanted to believe in Jock. I think that we got um, we got a sort of product, but we didn't know what was inside of it. And, and what I mean by that is if you look at his plays, you're like, this guy's a freak. Like he, he flies through the air. His dunks are incredible. He's a highlight reel. But if you like uh, kind of look behind the curtain a little bit, he wasn't really even that good last year. He averaged 17 points a game, seven assists, four rebounds. He was shooting 50% from the field, which is – okay considering that most of his shots are dunks and he's shooting 33 percent from three so he's never that good you know what i mean like those are yep. not those are pretty average numbers yep. i think we just saw how he turned around a grizzlies team they were in playoff contention and we saw those highlight dunks and when we look behind the scenes we're like there's actually not much here and then i've watched him this year he actually looks a lot worse i know his numbers i mean he's 19 points a game uh but that's just because he's shooting way more um and, and i'm just like and i watched the game yesterday versus the knicks by the way the knicks defend incredibly well it's the first time in a long time i've seen a team defend defend this well uh in the nba but he's like listen he, you he, love he, it man do you think the knicks are like the heat do you think the knicks can make a playoff run this year or they just you know this is not the year for them because the top three are just they're, they're just slightly better the knicks don't have enough talent to compete with the nets unfortunately talent wins in this league I think they could maybe grind out a few wins, but and their offense is playing a lot better. And guys, shout out to Derrick Rose, man. I love Derrick Rose. Like I love to see his resurgence, averaging 20 points a game off the bench. So Derrick Rose, Rose, I want him to keep playing. I'll tell you why, right? Because he is the answer to a future trivia question, right? Every NBA MVP has made the Hall of Fame. Everyone. And Derrick Rose was on a path to potentially be the one to win that MVP and not go into the Hall of Fame. But he keeps playing, and he's putting up good numbers, and he's compiling the stats. So maybe one day... That's an interesting one. Because he's like... uh, He's so loved. He's so beloved, too. So he would be wanted... You know, sometimes you want a player to go to the Hall of Fame because of a story more than his accolades. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to see the next play. But but my point is, I just don't think Ja was ever that good. I just thought we thought he was that good. And right now, I think him and RJ are neck and neck. I do think Zion's still ahead above, but RJ's improved year over year. And to me, he could defend. He could play on both sides of the ball. Is he a one? You know, sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you grow into being a one. Um, You get mentored into being a one. And I love that team. I love the culture. And uh, I'm losing a lot of faith in John Morant uh, watching his games. I think that's the difference, right? Ja, he looked good and showed so much promise that coming into this year, you expected to see that improvement. RJ wasn't so good. Obviously, there was more room for improvement, and he has improved. Like, the game has gotten better. You know, he looks better. He has made appreciable gains from last year to this year, and Ja hasn't. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious whether or not we can chalk that up to um, the injury on Ja, you know, his team not being there, you name it. Next year, year three, it's a huge year. It's a huge year for a lot, a lot of players, right? It's a huge, look what happened with Trey. You know, it's a huge year with a lot of players. I will tell you that I'm a little concerned on RJ because people are buying into him now. His cards are not cheap anymore. They're, half they're still price a lot cheaper. Right they're a lot cheaper than Ja, that's true, but they're not cheap anymore. Like, you know, before he had, before the Knicks had this run, before he started doing his thing in the last couple of months, you know, he was significantly lower than that. That was t- It was Ja Zion on everybody else, right? Um, you know, they still room to run on him, 
But, you know, this is a guy who I could see repeating this year, next year. And people buying cards don't want to see that. You know, and that would be good for the Knicks. You know, Knicks would probably sign up for that. If he I, would, I would buy it. So if I were to give a, like a star stock play, and we've talked about graded cards a little bit and how it's, it's a great place to, to buy a few graded cards. Like it doesn't, you don't have to buy all your graded cards on star stock or all on eBay. I would recommend buying a few. I would take a look at RJ. I think um, I think that evens out. I think the the John Morant has gotten beaten up so much the PSA ten prism. I do think that that RJ Barrett could be you know if you buy it right now for one fifty, I do think it could be a two hundred twenty five dollar card two fifty by uh, playoff time. I well, remember. Think, what, what, think what we're talking about, right? Think what we're talking about. That that's the same price as what we're talking about for a PSA ten Miles Bridges card. You know what I mean? Like RJ is top, top talent. You know, Miles, you're probably seeing the ceiling on him. RJ, the ceiling is significantly higher. So think about, you know, what, what 150 gets me. And, you know, star stock people, take a look at those graded cards that are on there, right? People have them for sale. I'll keep rocking. One last thing before we go. So we went through the NBA data. The reason we did that was the last maybe three, four episodes we've had, we've talked mostly baseball. Uh, and with NBA playoffs coming around, at least I, I personally feel that you're going to start seeing uh, a lot more volume. Not, not necessarily that every prism card is going to go up and then, or every prism card is going to go down, kind of as we've seen the last few weeks in the market. I think we're just going to see a bit more volatility. And a guy, Cage, I don't know if you're still with me or you're going to be coming back. Uh, I know he had to jump off for a business call. It was Kevin Porter Jr. And I'm surprised to see that his cards took such a, had such an increase. Given the fact that we know that Houston's rebuilding, they're not going to be anywhere near the playoff race. And yet people were buying his cards. He was third on top five players by sales value in the last week. And I'm sure he had an amazing game. I think it was like a 50 and 10 game or something like that. Uh, and it's impressive. But just because of – and maybe that just shows the market, actually, guys. Like maybe that just shows that what's going to happen during playoff time when a Jason Tatum or a Luka or even a Trey or – uh, if, if the Pelicans get into the playoffs, Zion goes up for big, big numbers, you're going to see these volatility spikes. So it absolutely can happen. I'm excited to see it happen. I think that's something that, like, if I'm kind of leaving you guys with any tidbit, any information from this episode, the Star Stock episode, it's one, take a look at the graded card section. There's some deals to be had. The Cunha is a $250, $260 card in a PSA 10 on eBay. So someone accepted an offer for 206 on Starstock, and there's a few of those out there. So use the offer function and try to get some good deals. Uh, but second, you're going to start seeing some volatility in these uh, next two weeks of the NBA season plus NBA playoffs. Very similar to what we saw with the bubble, except what I think is uh, significantly better now about Starstock than uh, uh, last bubble time is they have more cars, they have more liquidity, they have more action, they have more activity, and with the NBA playoffs, you guys know there's going to be games every day. There's going to be people putting up huge performances. It's all on national TV. There's going to be way more buzz. And I would take a look and try to get to know one, two, three players who are under the radar, understand the marketplace, and really, really, really be prepared for uh, this bubble time and playoffs for NBA. I think there's going to be an opportunity on Starstock to do some damage, especially as baseball is kind of tapering off, you know, uh, it's lost its preseason or opening day hype. Uh, and now it's kind of the middle of the year. I'm sure you're going to see some movement, uh, but a lot of the movements have already been priced in. And I would take a look at NBA right now for a resurgence in volatility. 
Love you, Luca Nation. Hope you enjoyed this episode. As you know, Conrad goes into a deep dive of NBA. So today's going to be a bit more of an NBA uh, episode than normally, but I think you're going to really, really love it and benefit from it. How's it going, Luca Nation? I hope you guys are doing well. And of course, I'm going to be giving my quick breakdown on the NBA Emerging 30 Index on StarStock.com. So let me just share my screen real quick with you guys. There we go. And for those of you that don't know how to get to the Emerging 30 Index, that way you can see the whole thing rather than just, you know, the few players that I'll be talking about today. You can obviously go to StarStock.com, scroll down a little bit on the homepage, and you'll see... NBA Emerging 30, click View the Index, and then you have all 30 players at your disposal, uh, rather than, of course, like I said, the few people that I will be showing you today. So let's start off with, hang on, got to load up the page. There we go. Let's start off with Donovan Mitchell, right? Donovan Mitchell might come back. Now, he did get injured a while ago, and he was expected to be out only, I think it was a couple of days, maybe a week or two. And that, of course, that deadline has actually been extended about another week or two. However, that does mean that he is at least coming back sometime soon. Because even though that the Jazz have slipped out of the number one spot in the Western Conference, his prices have gone up. They were starting to go back down after his injury and after kind of all the hype was disappearing from the Utah Jazz and obviously from Donovan Mitchell as a whole. Um, we're finally seeing prices go back up for speculation of obviously the playoffs. Um, his prices were previously dipping. And of course, he's potentially returning uh, from his injury within a couple of weeks, hopefully one or two at the minimum. Right. And so in my opinion, that's why prices are going up. But what's really important to note is the fact that prices are still at their peak or at least around their peak, meaning it is still a very high risk investment, even after a nearly 20 percent dip like we saw over the previous two weeks before this week. So for those of you that for those of you that are considering investing in Mitchell, a little bit risky to do so right now. But if you do believe in him, you believe in the jazz that much, then, of course, it might be worth taking a little bit of a gamble on. Right. Second player we're going to be talking about today is Keldon Johnson. His hype, just like I was talking about with John, Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz, the kind of hype that was around them before, the hype that Keldon Johnson had is gone. No one is talking about this kid anymore, and honestly, kind of for good reason, right? So both the Spurs and Keldon Johnson started the season on a hot streak. I think the Spurs at their peak were like the fourth or the fifth seed in a loaded Western Conference. Keldon Johnson was averaging 18, 19 points a game, good efficiency. I want to say like eight rebounds to go with it, solid defense. Overall, looked like a borderline all-star caliber player. But now the Spurs are the 10th seed in the Western Conference, and Kelton Johnson is no longer looking like a borderline all-star like I was talking about before. I think he's only averaging about 12 or 13 points a game, six rebounds. Not exactly the same production that we saw before when the season was first beginning. And so his prices have continued to decline as the season has gone along, along. But especially these past couple of weeks, as you can see here, a 28.6% dip on April 19th, a 10% dip on April 26th, and an 18.5% dip on May 3rd. He just is not going up. However, that does mean, obviously, his prices are at the bottom, which means that if the Spurs do finally rebuild with DeRozan potentially leaving in the offseason, then Keldon's price, Keldon Johnson's prices right now might lead to some major profit once that move happens. Because, of course, when DeRozan leaves, everyone's going to start speculating about Keldon Johnson. Oh, you know, he doesn't have DeRozan taking all the shots. He's going to be the number one option. Prices are going to go up. He's going to increase in uh, production. All that sort of stuff is kind of going to combine into one factor and his prices might skyrocket um, if DeRozan does lead them in free agency, which is pretty much going to happen. I don't think he likes it in San Antonio, and I think he's made that pretty clear. 
Third player up is Markel Fultz. I don't think I've ever talked about him on a single episode or written about him in a single post that I've ever made for Starstock, and for good reason, right? His prices were pretty much staying at the $20.01 mark that we've seen these two previous weeks or around that price for pretty much the entire NBA season. They really didn't move whatsoever after his prices or after he first got injured, right? But now we saw a nearly 50% drop in prices to $11 this week. And kind of for good reason. It makes sense, right? Because we are approaching the end of the NBA season, meaning that he probably won't return. It's pretty obvious. So this was either A, someone panic selling their Markel Fultz cards because they think it's too late to invest in him or to, you know, get out while uh, while there's still a little bit of a market for him, right? Or someone wants to move out of the basketball market temporarily and start exploring other options during the NBA offseason, such as football, basketball, or soccer. Uh, not basketball, football, baseball, or soccer, um, and that's, in my opinion, why his prices have taken such a big hit. But talking about a real big hit, by far the largest percentage drop that we have ever seen, I think, potentially in the entire star stock market history. And one of the lowest, if not the lowest price points that we have ever seen is Kyle Kuzma's prices this week. Kuzma has had a few and up and down moments this season, but a drastic 75% drop to $4 is completely unexpected for just about any player on this index at the moment. Now, I would understand if this player was continuing to dip over time and they reached the single digits and then they hit $8 and then they hit $6.50 and then they hit $5 and then they hit $4. But going to $16 from $16 to $4 in one week like that, that is an anomaly, an anomaly to say the least. We've never seen it. It's pretty insane price movements and it doesn't make a couple uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense but there might be a couple of reasons why this occurred a the team la lakers is continuing to slip in the stand standings when lebron and anthony davis were out going from i believe the third or fourth seed in the western conference all the way to about the seventh seed now they're back up to the fifth seed b with lebron and anthony davis back kuzma will not be getting quite as many shots as he used to be getting and C, he was very inconsistent recently having either really good or really bad games. And so I think that this was just a combination of factors that led to someone probably selling after a really bad game of his during this week um, and prices hit $4. Now, they, I'm sure that they ha- have recovered from this price because, once again, this is just something that you will almost never see. Um, it is a very rare occurrence that we see something quite like this. It may happen only once or twice during an NBA season. Um, and it's just, it's, it's an anomaly. Like I said before, we we've never really seen it. It doesn't make a ton of sense. I think this was just someone kind of panic selling their Kuzma cards and hoping for the best. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Now, one thing I do want to mention is just take, taking a look at the whole chart here. Lots of guys in the red, and it's not quite like before where, we're, you know, we have a couple of guys that are only going down by 0.1% or 0.2% or whatever it is. We're seeing guys taking some significant dips this week. The lowest one was 2.6%, which was Trey Young. Um, and speaking of Trey Young, him and John Morant and actually, oh, no, nope, just him and John Morant. Two triple-digit guys both went down this week, which is not something that we see very often, right? These triple-digit guys do not see quite as much movement on the index because their prices are not as volatile, right? 
Um, it's very rare that you see a $550 card go to $750 within the span of a week. That's how the market used to work, but it's kind of changing a little bit from then. Um, and overall, this was, in my opinion, a pretty poor week overall for the index. However, if you do take a look at the overall market only going down by $45.9 or points, um, which is only a 3.1% dip. It's one of the worst dips that we've seen recently, but we have seen worse than this. Um, we've been through worse. And honestly, it's it's not terrible. Um, that's all I had for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You can, of course, go ahead and do some more research on your own by using the index on their website. 